0: Hello and welcome to Life After Child Loss of Parents Grief. I'm Angela, your host, and today we're going to talk about your dreams. Not your hopes and dreams, those that those goals that you set, the ones that you have of your child or children. Some people haven't have yet to experience that. So I, I do hope this I, I, I pray that this doesn't come off insensitive to those who haven't and and are wanting to and wish that they did and have and all of that and that's not to say that you won't. you just haven't yet. so I want to share some of mine that I had and that I've had and what the experience I um from from them um and the revelation I received from them there were so many at first and I think for some you know you get when it first happens or when it first happened. Let me just speak on my experience because I can't speak on others' experience on this this part. But for me, when it happened, when it first happened, when for, Jordan first passed away, the dreams were coming back to back. And that was a revelation to all of them for the most part. Um, the shoulda, coulda, woulda's. What I coulda done, what I would have done, what I should have done, was a direct reflection of those those dreams. And and I'm so thankful for them, because when I get to see my son, and any experience of of seeing him, I was so thankful to God, and, and still thankful to God. That I was allowed to see him, you know, even if it was a dream, I could say that now, not directly after the dream. But um, I was so I'm, I'm so thankful because who doesn't long to hear their child's voice? Who doesn't long to possibly get to hug them, you know, and and just to see him? just to see him. One of the first dreams that I had, uh, was maybe two weeks after he passed away and it was so weird. All of the dreams in that particular week when I did fall asleep, because it, it's hard to sleep. It was very hard to sleep. Um, Cause you can't eat you can't sleep you know um but there was a storm going on in that that was happening in another part of uh arkansas and i live in arkansas south arkansas and there was a storm happening up north and on the the news the news was on tv the tv was on And subconsciously, you know, for me, if I sleep with the TV on uh, and kind of wake up in between and go back to sleep, whatever is on TV kind of subconsciously interferes with those dreams or whatnot. But, and that's another show. (laughs) But anyway, for those of you who understand, please go with me on this. So, um, I ended up in that, in this particular dream we were it was the aftermath of the storm and jordanian was there and we were all people were searching for their family the loved ones and i found him and he was in the uh, in the hospital and when i when i got to him and I I just picked him up out of the bed and I remember walking with him and he said, he said to me, mama, I can't let you live your life like this. And I was like, son, don't, don't worry about that. I'm going to be fine. I have you back. I have you back. And right now that's, that's all that matters. And he was like, no, mama, I can't let you live your life you can't live your life like this and I, what do you mean And he said mama you have to take care of me for the rest of your life if i if i make it through this and speaking of in hindsight speaking of he was speaking of the condition he was in in that moment from the storm it's like and i was just like son i'm your mom I'm your mama. I'm going I'm to do what I have to do. Don't worry about me. And I looked up and there was a clock on the wall. And a few moments later, when I looked back down at him, he was gone. I looked back up at the clock and it was the exact time that he actually passed away. And that from that dream um I woke up gasping for air in tears and and still zero understanding. I did not understand So another dream I had after that one, uh, maybe the next day, it was the same, it wasn't, we were out of town, we were out of town, and we were getting ready to go, we was actually in Dallas, in the dream, and... um. We was getting ready to leave from wherever we were and my son and my nephew was in the car and they had got in the car in the back seat and had a space for him because he had um you know how the kids get in the car and they already know it's gonna be three or four, however many kids, so they have to save rooms or whatever. So I was like, Where's where's Little man?" And my son said and he went to the bathroom, so I was like, okay. And I went to the bathroom to see if he was okay because I didn't you know we was ready to go. And when I got in the bathroom, there was a clock on the wall and I was calling his name. I didn't at first pay attention to the the time. But when I got to the stall he was in, he was sitting there, leaning up against the wall. And I stepped back out of the stall and looked up. And that time, same time, dream ended. Again, I woke up, gasping for air. Could't hardly breathe and crying, so another dream the very next day, we were having the funeral again or preparing for the funeral, and he came he was he, he was he appeared in the dream and um I was like, oh my God, I hugged him. And I was so thankful that he he was there and he was he was just like mama. He just kept saying, Mama, I was like, son, don't talk. I got you back. I got you back. That's that's all that matters. I got you back. And somehow there was a time, there was a clock somewhere. And I looked at the clock and looked back down at him, and he was in my arms. same time again I wake up can't breathe on the floor crying I just i didn't understand God revealed to me and it it made sense later and it didn't I didn't get this revelation immediately after those those dreams i They bothered me for quite some time, for quite some time. And the revelation was no matter where we were, no matter what I could have done, it wasn't going to, that was his time to go. He was going to leave on that day and at that time. And as painful as painful as that revelation was, I cried. I was upset. I was angry. I was so angry at God, so angry because why even let me see him? Why even put me through that? Even in my in my sleep, you even in my dreams, God, you you did this to me to let me know and later, you know, I was able to be okay with it, you know, develop a a better understanding and whatnot, you know, in in my growth um, on this journey I was able to gain so much insight and clarity and, and understanding. But in that moment, in those moments, that was hard. That was very difficult for me because, and even here I am 12 years later and remember those dreams, those particular parts of the dreams that vivid, you know, and, and I cherish them. I really do because even in my confusion, in my in my being lost, in my hurt, I got to see him. I got to hold him. I got to touch him. I got to hear his voice and and smell him. You know, it's just it was my son. That was my baby boy. And I just I got to I, I To be able to experience that, you know, although painful and although I cried, the silver lining of it wasn't just the understanding later, it was that I got to experience him again. And I don't, again, I don't want to be insensitive to you, but I want to share the experience because I really feel like everyone will get to experience that at some point in their journey of getting to see their baby, getting to see their son, their daughter again before you leave this side of heaven. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Life After Child Loss and Parents Grief. So, the other dream that I had, now these two that I'm going to share with you, really had a very, very profound impact on me. And and I've had many dreams where I just get to see him. One dream I got to just be a parent to him. He didn't say anything. He was just there and I got to pick out clothes for him. We were school shopping or Christmas shopping and I got to pick out clothes for him again. And so there, there, there's there been several dreams that I'm so thankful for that I got to um, experience him, see him, whether he said something or not, or got to hug him, Different, different dreams like that. But this particular dream, um, I, it kind of it threw me again. It kind of threw me for a loop because, of course, I mean, you dream if you if you dream or if you remember your dreams, um, you would you you understand how some of them kind of take you um, for a loop, and whatnot. But this particular dream, my dad and I, and God rest his soul, I miss him so much as well. My dad and I was walking. And we, this uh, fairly known area in um, where we live. And we came upon this, there's a church there. And we was just walking toward the church, um, walking on the street, the church was on. And my dad started leading the way, you know. He started going to the right, and I was kind of going straight, and he said, Come on. And behind this church was a stairway. It went all the way up. It didn't go you didn't go in the church, it was on the behind the church. And it was leading up to the to the sky and I looked at my dad and I said, Dad, <laughs> where we where we going? He said, come on. I said, Daddy, I don't, I don't know. Um we gonna get to come back. He said he said, he said, he gon he said we could. I said okay. So that now at the time I shared this with my dad, we found humor in that particular part, but also in, it lets me know that I'm, I can say that although I'm not afraid to die, I knew I wasn't ready to go. And I know when you, when you, when your child dies, of course you wish it was you. It it should have been you and whatnot. And I I felt like that. I I did feel like that, but I knew I wasn't ready to go in that particular moment. I was walking with my dad so anyway, we walked up these steps, and the stairway, and I entered heaven. Now I don't know what you believe. I don't know, and if you're if you're a grieving parent or a bereaved parent, you feel like your child is an angel. You you want you say that your child is an angel now, he's he's he or she is your guardian angel and then looking down from at you, so you can't tell me that you don't believe. Disclaimer out the way. So anyway, we enter heaven. And what I can tell you is that heaven is real. It is a for real place. And nothing, no one can say or do can make me not believe that. But there were lines of people. The walls, the the streets of gold is real. The walls of Jasper, the columns, everything about heaven that the Bible says, it is real. And upon walking in my dad disappeared. I don't I don't know where my dad went, but my mind instantly went to find my baby. I needed to find my son. And as I'm walking and in, in I see the lines of people, I see my mom. And she just smiled at me. She looked at me and she smiled. And at that point, my mom had been been gone for over ten years. At that point, but um, but to see her, and to see her smile at me, meant a lot. And I'll never forget seeing her face in her robe. She had on her robe. So I kept walking. And I'm I'm looking for my baby. I'm looking for my son. And I the many mansions are real. So I walked down what seemed like a hallway, and it was just a bunch of doors, like a lot of doors, and kids were coming out these doors. Oh my gosh, it was so many children they were just walking you know they they came out the room in a single file line and they were all smiling so as I'm walking down this hallway and I just stopped at a door and just stood on the side as they was coming out it was coming out beside me and I was like I got to see him I'm I'm gonna see him and there was this one little boy who had on a jersey like one my son had that he had owned, you know, and I stopped him and he just looked at me and smiled and I hugged him. He hugged me back. And then when I looked at him, I was like, Oh, you're not, you're not my son. And he just smiled and he turned and he walked away and there's still kids, a bunch of kids coming out of these rooms. And finally, That was Jordarian. And I said. I called him by his nickname. I said little man. And he looked at me. And he just. That smile. That infectious. Smile that I miss so much. And he hugged me. And the hug. It meant everything. It was everything. And uh, he just, he, he never said a word. He never said a word. And he kept smiling. And so eventually I had to let him go, you know. I had to let him go to wherever it was he was going and um, I said I'm so glad to see you I love you and I miss you so much he hugged me again and I let him go so he got back in line and started walking and I remember just just standing there watching him walk to wherever they were going. And once he got out of my sight, I kind of you know I started walking along because I wanted to see where they were going. And um, once I turned a corner, they were still walking. Some of them were still, you know, they were still coming. And they was going to sit at the feet of Jesus. I didn't get to see Jesus. (laughs) But someone said, one of the little kids said to me, I asked, Where are y'all going? And the the child. Going to see the the feet of Jesus. And. uh, I remember just crying. And smiling at the same time. And I woke up. I don't remember what. What happened after that? I just know I woke up and sitting on the side of the bed just crying. Just crying. And um, I didn't kind of know what to do with that one, you know. But the experience, to get to experience that. Because I remember I remember later wanting to know, after he had passed away, I, I remember, what are you doing in heaven? What is heaven like? I remember asking those specific questions. What is heaven like? What are you doing up there? And I, I knew he had to be in heaven, you know, and I just, I remember asking those questions and God granted me that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Life After Child Loss Parents' Grief. I apologize. I got emotional um, on that last one. <clears throat> now, this last dream that I had, now this one really, really boggled me and still boggles me because I've had it twice. And, um, I haven't received the, um, necessary revelation to go along with it, shall I say. Um, but it has, it had a very, very profound effect on me that I just, I do not understand, have yet to understand. Excuse me. So... Um, If you knew my son, it was going to school, I often was called, he was often labeled, um, quote-unquote, bad. And he really wasn't. Uh, He did have, and and I'm not going to make no excuses for my son. We had some issues. He had some issues. I'm just saying when you knew him at the end of the day, he's still my son he was still my son and still my son. Um, he did have some issues with some of the teachers at school, but we overcame a lot of that and uh, so that's just what it was and this this dream he he uh, I had to go to the school. And oftentimes when I would go, if he was already in the office or up front in the office, if he when he seen me coming, he'd run to me and hug me. And I later realized while he was in school that he just really wanted me there. You know, and I had to explain to him that I could not be there every day, you know. But anyway... When I got to the school in the dream, he ran to me. And it wasn't any any trouble or anything. He just wanted me there. And I came. The school called and I went up there. And as soon as I got there, he hugged me and he said, Mama. And... I said what's going on son he said nothing mama and we walked into school and I don't know I don't really just remember what was going on around um, in that in, in that at that particular moment I know I was there for a little while and I had to get ready to go I was getting ready to leave and he said, Mama, as I was walking to the door, he was walking me to the door. He said, Mama, will you ask him if I can go back with you? Whew, and when I tell you, that broke me down, even in the dream. And I remember the first time I had that, that dream I remember waking up crying, and I didn't know what to do with it like my my baby just asked me to ask God to let him come back with me, and why didn't I ask you know why didn't I stay sleep long enough to ask, or you know you, you have those weird questions, seemingly crazy questions, and I did. And I felt bad. I felt real bad and and for several days, I was very, very um, confused and perplexed by it. you know. My baby wanted to come back with me that that really uh, and it's still bothers me excuse me and so that next the next time I had that dream it happened the same way it happened the very same way and he asked that question and I never got to ask God if he could come back with me and I still to this day am waiting on that Revelation from that one. To understand that one. Just a little bit better. (laughs) I mean who wouldn't right? I mean. Those dreams. They were so. So real. It was so real. To me. And. I don't know. I, I think. In hindsight. I can say. That all of my dreams was answering all of the questions that I had, and still sometimes have. You know, I still go back and and, you know for clarification or something. I don't know, but the mom in me has to know. I want to know. I want a clear understanding to where I don't have to ask again or something. I don't know. I just know that I miss my baby. I miss my child and. I long to hear his voice. I long to see him. And I—I I don't. I, I'm like any other any other parent. You know, you want to wonder what he would have been, what he would have turned out, how he would have turned out, uh, what he would have done, who he would have been going with, marrying, or having kids. You know, I—I I have those. I'm just a typical mom who all, God deals with all of us uniquely, on especially on this journey in our lives period. But particularly on this journey, you know, he deals with us each individually and uniquely. And I respect it. I really do. Even in my anger, because I know even in my anger, God isn't mad at me. He doesn't punish me because I get angry. (laughs) He understands that I'm just trying to gain clarification or whatever. He understands my emotions. He understands our emotions. He doesn't stop being God because we have questions. He doesn't stop being God because we want to know why. He does not stop being God because we are hurting. We're heartbroken. And who else can we ask if we don't ask God? Who else do we seek if we can't seek God? And and then seeking God during this time and during these during this journey, you have to ask those questions. You have those questions and he knows you're gonna have to. it didn't take God by surprise. It it didn't. So, who else are we going to ask? Who else are we going to talk to? Who else are we going to seek out these answers to out These questions and the answers to them. I can't answer them. I can't answer them for you, and you can't answer them for me. And so, even in those dreams that, that I'm privileged and, and graced to have... And so humbled by him and, and thankful and grateful for him, I still have questions. I I, I walked away, woke up with questions. And I, I I make no excuse for it. That's me being honest. He knows I'm on this journey. He knows I'm gonna have those questions. He knows that I wanna know. He gave them to me, you know. Like he he gave me those dreams he allowed me to have them and he speaks to us in our sleep so i don't I don't make any excuses for him I don't apologize for him you know my feelings afterwards I just I just don't and I hope that for those of you who have not experienced those type dreams or any dreams with your, your child in them, I hope that when you do, that you walk away with peace and understanding. You wake up with peace and understanding. I guess it's the right thing to say. Or gain it. Or gain that clarity in trying to understand it. And, and some some people don't don't even question it, you know. It's just like they they have them, and they you're just thankful. And and there's plenty of dreams I've had with him in them that I do. I am just thankful that I have them. But for those particular dreams and that particular one, I I have a, I wonder, I I want to know what did that mean? Why? Why did he ask me that? What does that say? You know? And I remember the first time after I first had it, the first stream, the first time I didn't speak. I like I, my conversation was short. I kind of isolated, my, started isolating myself off for a few days because it bothered me that much, you know, and, and not just bothered me in a, like in a bad way, it just my baby wanted to come home with me. he wanted to come back here with me, and it kind of you know i I needed to just not just cherish the moment that I had you know of getting to see him and hug him and hear his voice, I needed to hold on to it, and i I held i've you know I haven't forgotten it, so um. I needed it, I needed that, and so even even in that you know um, i I'm thankful, and I wait for God to reveal that revelation to me and help me gain some clarity and understanding to it so but again i I pray that. And for those of you who want, who would who want to dream of them, some people don't. Some people don't, and not mad at them about that. I mean, it's their journey. So, but um, again, for those of you who um, long to have those dreams, where you at least get to see them, I pray that you do, and I pray that. You walk away with peace and understanding. From, from the dreams. Thank you for joining us. Life after child loss. Thank you again for your continued continued support. And prayers. And uplifting thoughts. And I, I, I hope that your day and night are filled with peace and love. Know that you are not alone. This is your journey. No one can dictate how it goes. You dictate it. I always remember that. I love you guys. Again, thank you so much for your support. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, I'm sure there's a button button for you to subscribe to it. Again, thank you for your con- continued support. God bless.